There I am. Okay. James chapter 1. Last week we looked and let's pick it up. Verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. And when lust has been seen, he gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Rhoda, if you go to the keyboard and my singers will come up here. We're going to serenade you this morning. <clears throat> You have in front of you a little sheet uh, of an old song. Clifford says, he says, that's older than me by a long shot. <laughs> but you, you see when it was published. <clears throat> but I had to go back three generations in the Baptist Hymnal to find one. Uh, this is uh, its last one was in 56. A hymn writer can put in two and a half minutes what some preachers fail to do in longer than that. <laughs> but <clears throat> listen to the words. You've got them in front of you as we attempt to sing this. And I told them in the email when I said it, I said, it, I said we're not going to practice. We're just going to stand up and hit it. So that might be what we do and hit it. <laughs> okay, well.
Yield not to temptation. We talked about this last week. As Ms. Tuller told us, you can't help the bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from building a nest in your hair. Yield not to temptation. It's the yielding that's sin. Each victory will help you. Some other to win. Fight valiantly onward. Evil passions subdue. Look ever to Jesus. He will carry you through. Shun evil companions. Bad language disdain. God's name hold in reverence. Nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest. Kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus. He will carry you through. And that's what James is trying to say here. He says, tempting is not the problem. It's our yielding. And we talked last week about David's sin. And we talked about Achan's sin. That he saw. That wasn't a problem. He coveted it. That was the problem. And he took. That was the culmination of it. James says it brings death. Brings death. Now look at verse 16. He's just gone through what we just said. And in one short verse he says, Be not deceived, my brethren. He's talking to God's people here. And he, he said this. And he said, Don't be think you can conquer it by yourself. And we spoke about that last week. The devil is a roaring lion seeking who may, he may devour and he hits us at our most vulnerable spot. You can't defeat him. You will simply have to run from him. Okay, verse 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In contrast to what he was saying, that the devil is a father of lies. He says here, he says, but every good thing comes from above, from the father of lights, whom there is no shadow. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's your first pair. <laughs> There's uh, coming from the father of lights, whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Verse 18. In the exercise of His will, He brought us, brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be the first kind of first fruits, that we would be a kind of first fruit among His creatures. Verse 19. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. That verse 19 is more packed 
than you can ever imagine. You must, my beloved brethren, again speaking to saved people, everyone must be quick to hear. Mercy. Duck and I had an agreement a long time ago that when she wanted to say something to me that I needed to respond to, she needed to know that I was listening. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes I turn her off pretty good. <laughs> but but when I'm when I know there's something to say, we need to listen. And sometimes we don't hear what we think we hear. We really don't. But we need to be quick. We need to be quick to listen. Quick to listen. Now, the next thing is where it hits high center. Slow to speak. Have you ever <clears throat> talked to these people that you knew that they weren't listening to you, they were already formulating what they were going to say back to you? <laughs> I'm guilty sometimes. But we need to listen to what's being said. And we need to be very careful and very slow to respond. Brother, he's talking about here. Quick to speak. I mean, yeah, quick to listen. <coughs> slow to speak. And slow to anger. Now, anger in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we can get angry at the injustices done in the world. Jesus got angry at <coughs> what he saw in his father's house. But he wasn't, he, it didn't happen. He had seen it time and time and time again, but this particular time he was headed to the cross and, and this, this, he said, you're in my, my father's house and yet you've made it a den of iniquity. <coughs> and we see injustices all the way around us and it's okay to be angry about those things. <coughs> but when we hear somebody speak, we need to be careful that we're not angry toward them at the time. Uh, the Shiner Pierce, the Christian uh, lady comedian, you know, uh, she has said several times, she says uh, uh, <clears throat> she was at a particular place and she was acting a particular way and she says, but I already told them I was a Christian. And it should, that should be where we are every time. We should be quick to listen and listen to the whole story and ask them again, did I hear you right? Is, is this where you are? There's a lot of hurting people in this, world, in this world and all they want is somebody to pull up a chair and listen to them. All they want is somebody to listen to them. And then we need to be speak as the Lord will lead us. And ask Him, what do you want me to say? You've heard people say, and we say it in here, it's a matter of course. You know, 
um, pray for me. There's a good come back to that right quick. How do you want me to pray for you? Because they'll tell you what the needs are and where they need to go and why they need to be there. <clears throat> so we need to be careful. Quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Verse 20. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. That's almost a given. When we are angry, <clears throat> when we get in the flesh, when we get in the world, we say some things that we shouldn't say. Like the old expression, you know, <clears throat> be sure my mind is in here before I put my mouth in motion. We need to, we need to understand what we say and how we're saying it because if we don't say it, um, it does not achieve the righteousness of God. Verse 21, Therefore, therefore, putting aside all the filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted which is able to save your soul. All, all that he's talked about Put aside all the filthiness, all that remains in wickedness, and in humility receive the word implanted which is able to save your soul. Last week we looked at the scripture in Ephesians where we simply said it's by grace that we've been saved. God did the miracle in our lives when Jesus died on the cross and we appropriated His righteousness. There's none, none good in ourselves, but we appropriated His righteousness and we're saved that the Holy Spirit comes to dwell with us. And He's saying here, receive the Word that is implanted. The Lord said, when you're in times of distress and trouble, he said, I'll tell you what to say if you'll just ask me. And all of a sudden, he will. And maybe some word that you've not remembered in a long time will come to your memory. Verse 22. But prove yourself doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a mirror who looks at a natural face in a mirror. Excuse me. He's a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty and abides in it, not having become a forgetful hero, but an effectual doer, this man is blessed in what he does. James didn't have the luxury of knowing how we conduct our 
said Elvis in this 2,000 years plus since then, that we, uh, I don't reckon I needed these glasses anyway, <laughs> that he, <clears throat> we go to preaching. We go to preaching. And we hear a sermon preached. We hear a sermon preached. For a long time, when we were in Dallas, I was working for the construction company that I was working for. I, I left home on Sunday afternoon and I had four job sites that I went to. I started off in Raleigh and then I went to uh, uh, out on the coast to, to uh, Morehead City and then I went all the way across the state wind up in Kingsport, Tennessee and then Friday evening I worked myself back home. Go to the office Saturday morning, teach my Sunday school class on Sunday, go to church on Sunday, and start the whole routine again. And there's been a many a sermon. I couldn't tell you what Ralph Carter preached. I was sitting there, but I wasn't listening. I was worried about something that was going on in the job site or something I had to do to get ready. You gotta hear. You gotta hear. We listened to Pastor Larry preach and we said, that's a good sermon. We don't apply to where we are. We don't, we don't appropriate to ourselves. James says, it's just like somebody that looks in a mirror and as soon as the mirror talk is taken away, he doesn't know what he's look, he looks like. We hear the word, we don't appropriate it to ourselves. And James says, we're not a doer. But an effectual doer is one who listens to what is being said and acts upon it. You know, <clears throat> the Lord convicts us of something in the service and then we, we do something, we do business with the Lord. Uh, that's... That's what it's about. That's, that's where we are. Verse 25. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it. What is the law of liberty? That's where we are. This sign of the cross. We call it grace. Call it the church age. Call it a lot of bit different things, but we have freedom. Freedom in the Lord to do what we need to do. And abides it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. Skip down to verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and fathers is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself unstained by the world. 
It was the job of a husband to provide for his family, his wife and his children. I dare say that's still the, the role of a husband, to provide for his wife and his family. When the husband died, there was the wife, the widow, a lot of times was left with nothing. And the orphans, the children there, they just didn't have anything. And so James is taking a page out of the book where they really lived at that time. Going back a little bit, we'll see this when we go into Corinthians. <clears throat> the deacons were, were formed because some of the widows weren't getting their rations, their equivalent of food. And, and the disciple says, we need to set men that will take care of this situation. But he says, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and keep oneself unstained by the world. We've come a long way from the way I, some of you have heard me tell about my dad, you know, and I think I probably told you this crap. You know, he was... Somebody asked me one time, did I have much fear of the Lord? And I told him, no, but I had a lot of fear of Alvin Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was daddy and he he was who he said he was. And we we I didn't know we didn't work. You know? <laughs> didn't have some of the things. I couldn't go to the show on Sunday. There was never a deck of cards, what we call face cards in our home. I didn't see a deck until I got to college. We played rook. Dominoes and that kind of thing. A Ouija board? Don't even talk to Daddy about a Ouija board. <laughs> you know, that wasn't it. He was in retailing and he sold toys and he would not sell that. But I learned a lot about him. When he'd come to the Bible, he would sell Bibles at cost because that's the kind of man he was. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. Sometimes we can't tell the difference today between a lost person and a saved person because they go to the same places and do the same thing. They talk the same filth. They drink the same beer. Okay? Y'all with me? Mm -hmm. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. We're very careful in our church that we don't have a social gospel. We don't, we don't, everything we do, we want to base it around Scripture. Amen. And i got to quit. <laughs> I've already been warned. The lady's got to go to the bathroom. So. <laughs> Y'all, bear with us. We'll, we'll, Art, Art's going to pick it up next week and he'll... I can't tell you what he's going to do, but we'll start. He'll wind up in, in the second chapter. So we'll go from there. But go back and read these last few verses in chapter and let the Lord speak to you. And let you really be hearers of the 
the work to really be doing yeah. the work. Did we talk on that day? Oh, no. Well, well. Glad to have everybody here. Let me see. How many people? We got some people in the back. Thank you for coming. Okay. How many we had? 56. 56. Wow. We're grateful to have you. Grateful to have you. Let's go to the war. Father, we thank you for who you are and we thank you for loving us in spite of us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for moving in James's, James' heart a long, long time ago to write. And Father, thank you that we can read it and we can study it and we can put it on the shelf and never open the book. Father, forgive us of that. Bless us as we go from this place. Uh, be with Pastor Larry as he preaches if and uh, every song that's sung, prayer that's uttered, offering this gift, may it honor you in everything. I thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Thank you.